This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by Glass Shark. I used to, when I was a kid, uh, I would sometimes get into the deep end of a pool, and I would have the thought, what if there was a shark in here? And then over the next few minutes of being in the deep end, that thought would uh, gradually congeal to, fuck me, there is a (laughs) shark in here. So, Justin, the fact that you could see through the water didn't do anything. Don't matter. Don't, Don't matter. matter. He's behind me. He's avoiding He's made me. a glass. Me. Glass shark. Glass shark. <laughs> glass shark love fat kids. That's one thing about glass shark. You gotta know. Glass shark, he loved a fat kid. <laughs> you stay out the water, fat kid. Glass shark coming for you. He gets you down to that bad deep water, that you, dark water. You wouldn't. Fat kid, no go. Glass shark, come to that dark water. He gets you, fat kid. You swim around. He bite your trunks right off, you tubby little fish. You swim all you want, flop and flap around. Glass shark gonna come. Glass shark behind you, fat kid. You gotta swim. Swim faster. Put it as a corn dog at the end of the pool. Get out that dark water. That dark water, that glass shark coming for you, fat kid. He make you a snack. He make you a snack. He eat your brother. He don't care. He glass shark. He in that bad dark water. to Horror Movie Talk! I'm the Elder Statesman of HMT, Bryce Hansen, and here with me are the new, less jaded faces of the show, Max Allen and Sydney Lee. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Each week we cover a single horror movie and dissect it with the skill of untrained surgeons. New theatrical releases always get priority. But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Full video available on YouTube. If you're watching us there right now, please hit that thumbs up and subscribe button thing. Don't be a square. (laughs) Be sure to share. Also check out patreon.com slash horrormovietalk, the equivalent of the adult section at your video rental store with all of the bonus content that you're not supposed to hear. <laughs> um, if you want to add your pee to the community pool, go to <laughs> horrormovietalk.com or call 682-253-4468 and leave us a voicemail there. we got a great show today. We'll be reviewing Matt Swim, um, the newest horror movie from Jason Blum. We'll start out by giving a brief review. Well, it's not directed by Jason Blum. It's produced by 
Blumhouse. Whatever. Same thing. Who cares? Whatever. We'll start out by giving a brief review on our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later on, we'll be looking at possible horror movie talk theme songs replacements uh, created by AI. All right. So with the, AI is even taking over horror movie talk. It's taking yes, over everything. Yes. And we're going to let it. We should it. just uh, do a completely AI episode. We should, <laughs> we should just become dudesy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, with the new show, it might require a little bit of a brand tweaking. You know, we could call this horror movie talk the next generation. HMT, Ooh. TNG. Um, or, and, you know, might, might need a new theme song. Uh, get a, you know, like... Um, any kind of disgraced performer, we've got to remove all mentions of David on this show. It's just too embarrassing. It really you is. Know. It's like an awkward X that we yeah. saw photos of on our phone. <laughs> yeah. It's just got to go. Yeah. Got to unfollow on Instagram. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> we love David. Uh, Night Swim can be found in theaters now. Um when Kurt Russell's son is forced into retirement from the MLB, he and his family move to a new house with a pool. The pool ends up being a death trap for his family and the neighborhood, but not in the normal way. This pool is extra scary because, that's right, there's no gate. But actually, it gets worse. The pool is also haunted or something. Night Swim is produced by Jason Blumhouse. <laughs> Jason Blum. It's produced by Blumhouse. I'm just going to fuck that up every which way. And like most of his horror movies, this one stays in the shallow end of the pool. The main features of Night Swim are recycled tropes from much better horror movies. You'll recognize borderline theft of the It, shewer, it Sewer scene. And the father descending into madness a la... The Shining, and Amityville Horror. It is an interesting concept to set a horror movie around a haunted pool. It taps into something, some kind of latent fears about pools and deep water. Glass. No. Deep. <laughs> that deep water, that dark water. Um, that deep water. In, in general, <laughs> that dark water. Um, but this movie definitely doesn't crack the code and come up with a convincing premise. Uh, the ideas all seem half-baked and made up as, uh, along the way. Uh, is it a ghost? Are there many ghosts haunting the pool? Is the water an entity in itself? Is it a monkey spa? Sure, yeah, whatever. All, Who's yeah, to sure. say? Who's to say? Yeah. Um, you know, no one can say. Not, <laughs> like... I sure can't say. You know, who's 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 supposed to figure that stuff out? Certainly not the writers. No. So really the main thing that the film suffers from is a lack of commitment. There's many interesting ways you could go with it. Personally, I would have made the pool be haunted by the ghost of Marco Polo and gone full horror comedy. Um, the dialogue is also pretty on the nose at times. It feels like a paint-by-number script. Um, there aren't really any standout performances, but Carrie Condon as the mother is probably the most compelling and believable out of the cast. It's not a terrible movie, but it's very predictable, and as Max and Sydney would call it, mid. It's mid. 
It is mid. Is that what, that's, yes, that's it's a good mid. Word. No, I haven't seen it. That's what the kids so, are saying these days. As as um, goes with the uh, diagnosis of mid, I give this one a perfect five out of ten for midness. Uh, what did you guys think of Nat Swim? I think it was really upsetting to see Carrie Condon in this movie because she was nominated for an Oscar last year for Banshees of Inna Sharon, <laughs> which is an incredible movie. It just, you know, right. could be a 10 out of 10. Um, and then her next feature film is this, you know, like you said, trash. very predictable trash horror movie. Um, it was... I Going into it, I didn't watch a trailer or anything. I just knew it was about a pool. And I was like, mm-hmm. how many things can they do with a pool and a horror movie and you know not much not much they just you know they simply did exactly what you think that a haunted pool would do is uh-huh. drown people are you guys surprised like I, yeah yeah that makes sense um but yeah i mean i think my theater going experience was also tainted because there were about 20 14 year olds um on snapchat the entire movie um, just taking flash photos, screaming, um, being Jesus. really obno- like flash photos in the theater. And it was pretty packed because this sh- movie just came out. So like uh-huh. I would say the theater was like half full. There's a 14 year old sitting in my seat. Like, you know how you get assigned seats? He was sitting mm-hmm. in my seat. I yelled at him. I was like, you're in my seat and you're also being really fucking annoying. And then they kept being annoying for the rest of the movie. So... Um, oh man. I'm a big fan of yelling at people in theaters. I if you're being annoying during a movie, we paid for this shit. Um you should say something. But um with that said, I did get to watch the movie and I did soak it all in. Um and I would say it's uh, even though I saw it last night, I think it's pretty forgettable. Um I'm already forgetting things that happened, so I would probably uh-huh. give it a 5 out of 10 too. Yeah. I would never yell at someone at the theater, especially a teenager, because I'm afraid they would make fun of me. And teenagers are the one group I don't want making fun of me, because that would mean I'm officially old. I don't want that. Um, I also Max is all like, "Hey, fellow kids!" Yes, (laughs) I'm like, "Hey, that's a hilarious observation." Snapping those chats. Um, no, I, I didn't have a bad theater experience, but I frequently do, um, because of teenagers. And it's, uh, one of the reasons I don't really love going to the theater that often, but, um, uh, yeah, mine was fine. My theater is pretty much dead. There's usually like two other people in the room with me at the most. But uh, let's talk about this movie, though. I feel like you hit the nail on the head with Glass Shark because um, really the only scary thing about pools is that there might be a shark in there. Glass (laughs) Shark. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they didn't, uh, spoiler alert, no sharks in this movie. Um, Missed opportunity, honestly. Not even a glass crocodile or anything. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. I felt like uh, most of the acting was pretty good, except for the husband. I f- just couldn't buy him. Uh, I don't know. And I felt like he was getting worse as the movie went on. Like, the more <laughs> the movie went on, the less he was trying to be convincing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. he's like, 
has the descent into madness supposedly um it's more like seen through through his actions more than the acting mm-hmm. but yeah that, that was like a big piece that was kind of missing and i don't know whether to blame the writing or to blame wyatt russell um but i think they both share kind of equal equal uh blame here because there's kind of you know if you're gonna steal tropes if you're gonna steal tropes from movies to like try to do a paint by numbers horror movie you know at least commit to the trope of the jock dad you know mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't act like a you know dad that's all consumed with his mlb career and like they kind of like halfway um uh, suggest that uh he doesn't really care as much about his son as his daughter because she's better at baseball than him mm-hmm. um but they don't really show you that you know they just kind of halfway like allude to it um which would have made it like more compelling especially what happens at the end to where right. you're like oh yeah i mean like you're it, it makes it hard to know whether you're supposed to be on the dad's side or not you know yeah um, i i think it started off okay though like the the husband's acting wasn't terrible in the first act i felt like the whole family had a pretty decent chemistry mm-hmm. and i was kind of on board um just with their relationships uh, but it just kind of like fell apart very fast, and uh, so yeah. I and, and the story of the pool is just nonsense, absolute nonsense. It's so, like, yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna give it a four out of ten. I think it's below average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I mean, I I probably would be close to that too. I think the it gets the um, the honorary uh mid score just for the fact that yeah it's not a great movie it's not terrible but also it's a new idea at least they they tried that's yeah. true they get a point for trying for me um uh speaking of trying if you're trying to not listen to these commercials you should go to yeah. horror movie talk or sorry patreon search for horror movie talk and there you can join us at the wonderful utopia where there are no ads and you get episodes early along with other bonus content check out patreon.com slash horror movie talk and see how you can support us also uh check out horror movie talk shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop there you can find our hoodies and other branded things uh for your favorite horror movie talk fan also check out resident artist dustin gobel a professional artist who fucks so hard he also takes commissions for artwork from hmt fans contact him at dgobel 0 that's at d-g-o-e-b-e-l-0-0 on instagram and make your artistic dreams come true tell him hmt sent you we're still, um, he's still helping us out, just FYI, um, couple weeks I just forgot to tell him what movie we were doing, and then last <laughs> week he was actually pretty sick, so, um, I did a couple, uh, makeshift cover art. I was pretty, sh- pretty proud of last week of the, I liked uh, it. 
it evil. was beautiful yeah i mean whatever okay so <laughs> if you uh want to leave us a voicemail again call 682-253-4468 and talk to us there thanks again for listening let's get into spoilers Glass Shark love fat kids. That's one thing about Glass Shark you gotta know. So, yeah. I don't have, like, you know, a lot of strong observations about the plot or, or the movie itself, other than what we covered in the <laughs> review. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta stay safe, Max. Just gotta put keep that in that... your eye. I got it in my eye. <laughs> that was dumb. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But now I'm safe. Yes, from the sun. You gotta, you gotta protect yourself. That lily white skin of yours. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's interesting. This seemed like a pretty big release for some reason. Like I think it's just because it's the only thing coming out this week. Um, I can't think of any other movie that came out this week because I went and then. It was on the biggest screen in my theater, and I realized I never watch anything on the biggest screen because I'm always watching like horror movies that they relegate to the smaller right. screens. Um, yeah, yeah, my theater they had it on Dolby Digital <laughs> if you wanted to, and I was like, I'm just gonna see it on the regular screen because yeah. I saw The Northman in Dolby Digital, and that is a movie that deserves that kind right. of experience. I'm glad I didn't see this on there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh my theater was almost empty. I think there was like four other people in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, gone are the days of sold out movie theater. I I always get a kick when like I'm going to a theater with like my mom or people that don't go very often cuz they're like, "Oh, we got to get there early and make sure we get seats." I'm like, there hasn't been a sold out movie theater since the late nineties. I don't mm-hmm. think like mm-hmm. since like even on blockbusters on opening night, they've got them on so many screens. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, so the movie opens up, um, in the summer of 1992 and I was confused because <laughs> about halfway through the movie, I'm like, this kid's haircut isn't a nineties haircut. Oh, Bryce. The rest of the movie was set in modern days. But you gotta I mean, they didn't, they didn't do the dates, though. They did a date at the beginning. They should do a date after that, too. Yeah, they never did a transition like now or like 20 years later. Right. And we're right. seeing him like using a Sony Handycam from the 90s mm-hmm. to like shoot. So it's like, is it in the 90s? or? But when we see the, the Asian lady later in the movie, she's old. Mm-hmm. Um, which means, I mean, if if a Asian lady looks old, that means that she's like a hundred and five at that point. Uh, so I'd argue she still looked good. She still looked great. She did, even even crying black tears. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just get sick, and that that's what happens when you're old. You just yeah, cry black true. tears sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it starts out in 1992 and there's a little girl and she sees her brother's missing boat in the pool it's like 
just blatantly stealing from it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to go chase this pool or go chase this boat in the water. Um, and she falls in and drowns. So, I mean, <laughs> what's so funny is like a pool is like one of the most dangerous things <laughs> that you can have in your house other than maybe a ladder. Yeah. Um, like it kills so many people um, on the regular and so, like, it's basically a foregone conclusion if a pool doesn't have a gate, a kid's going to die in there. Like, even full-grown adults die in pools. Well, and I was kind of confused about the the pool covers they were using because um, a, a good pool cover, first of all, will cost you thousands and thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. it is safe. Like, you can uh-huh. jump on that thing, and you're not going through the water. And they make a point to be like, oh, we got to buy a pool cover so it's safe. People just fall right through that thing and like are like caught in it and drown faster. So and it unrolls like that. Like that is like that's the most unsafe way. Like regular pool covers that are actually going to protect you like they nail that shit to the ground. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a great scene. So, anyways, the, so the girl dies, whatever, and then it jumps forward, and um, there's Kurt Russell's son and his family um, are shopping for houses, and they find this house, which is a great price, um, and it even has a pool, and so he actually has MS. That's why he had like a early retirement from baseball, and he's hoping to recover and rehab um you know and since he has ms it's probably more of a delusion than anything but he eventually comes to terms and is like okay let's just nail down some stakes and stay in one place and Mm -hmm. he'll just give up his dream of baseball but part of his recovery or his therapy is is water therapy and so the pool is a good thing for him yeah, I actually thought and, the MS thing was a good angle. Like it, you don't really see that a lot in film. So I was yeah. like, it, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, and so when they're shopping for houses, there there is a pretty uh, great scene. Well, great is is being generous, but so <laughs> Wyatt Russell or what's his name in the actual movie? I do not remember Warren Ray. So Ray <laughs> Waller, um, he's looking at the pool and he sees a baseball on top of the shittiest pool cover in the world. They just lay out a tarp, literal tarps <laughs> on top of the water. Like I didn't even think it was anchored with anything and was like split down the middle. And and it was yucky. Reaches... The pool hadn't been used in like a decade. They said it was like mm-hmm. really yeah. gross, murky water. Yeah. So he falls in and into the tarp, which is a pretty cool like idea because it wraps you up like a like a freaking net. Yeah, you're dying if that happens yeah. to you. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't have MS. Uh huh. Um, and so he's trying to swim through it, but also he's having visions of being back in Major League Baseball and like hitting a home run. And so, like, immediately I was like, is this needful things? Is this, like, 
pool tempting people with like what they want. I think that's um, kind of what like later on is like kind of explained. Uh-huh. That that is what it is, what it's trying to do. Um but I also thought at this moment I thought that that flash was him like dying and reliving mm-hmm. his greatest moments which I think it would have been cool if he did die in that moment and then the rest of the events of the movie happened and like without him getting possessed and stuff and then at the end it was like you were dead the whole time and you were just imagining this like life with your family in the pool being evil like, that would have been like a better twist I feel like there wasn't a really a twist I guess yeah, I don't know. that's what, what M. Night would have gone for. This does actually feel like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It does. The twist I've, never, is that... I've never seen Lady in the Water, but like, I, I assume either. it's basically this movie. Oh, maybe we should <laughs> well, do the that. Twist is, the twist is that the father loves his son. That's the twist. <laughs> right. <laughs> After all that, Even deep down. Even though he's shitty really at baseball. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he has no friends, uh, and he's such a fucking loser. They're so mean to him the whole movie. And he's got a bad haircut. Just... <laughs> yeah, it's just so, it's just passive aggressive. They're not even like that mean. They're just like, oh, sweetie. And you're like, what? I'm just, I'm yeah. just, I just exist. Like, why, why are you pitying me right now? You know? <laughs> like, it's okay, champ. It's going to be good. You just hit it out. You just try your hardest. Okay, sweetheart? Like, I, I, I'm just playing baseball. Like, why are you? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot of tropes and a lot of like borrowed stuff, uh, definitely from Stephen King. But yeah, the needful things pool, and it ends up being the case. I was like, oh yeah, it is, because in that scene where he's seeing him playing baseball, I think it specifically mentions his recovery and his return in that scene. Yeah. So it's not like reliving. Or like a flashback. It's literally like he's seen the future that the pool can give him while it's actively trying to kill him, I guess. Like, which is Mm -hmm. a little confusing. Um, Which I thought was kind of heartbreaking because at this point, he's like, finally, and for the first time in his life, he's like, okay, I'm going to give up baseball and I'm going to spend time with my wife and my kids. And I feel good about that decision. Right. Which is awesome. It's like, and and then you know, immediately he's like, "Wait, no, no, I actually need baseball again." It's like, uh, if if David was like, "All right, I'm stepping away from HMT. I'm gonna spend time with my family," and then like a few months later, he's like, "Bryce, please." A couple whippersnappers I show need, up, and he's like, "I Fuck need this. to be on the show." <laughs> yeah, just be like, "Sorry." <laughs> We can have please a... come back, David. Please come back. I don't want to. I don't want to do with these guys. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, Rude. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like making that decision and being mature about <laughs> it's over. Just admit it and not and just moving on. Uh, just not something I can do, obviously. Um, but and that's why yeah, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> We're so grateful to be here. Don't so ever the, move on. so i mean the other thing with it is i mean it kind of explains that it's not like necessarily um ray's like thing where he doesn't actually commit to it where he's like he was lying the whole time i think he did you know want to move on but then he was tempted because he realized that the 
pool was healing him. Mm-hmm. You know, he saw this giant gash in his hand be healed, and he's but the, the pool gave him the gash. The pool gave him a gash and then healed it. Yeah, you know. Sometimes that's how it goes with troubled relationships, you know? <laughs> you know, the, the abusive, the abusive uh, partner beats you up and then just, like, has an outpouring of love afterwards. You know, that's what... This pool is an abusive relationship. You sound Ray. like you know a lot about this topic. I know, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> She's We're here for you. Hear. She's going to hear. Blink three times um, if you need help. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's a couple times, like, some very heavy-handed explanations. That, that's the thing with these movies, where it's like, it's kind of half-committing to a couple ideas, because it it's trying to, like, keep you, you know, off-balance and, and, like, give you a couple options of, like, maybe it's this. And then it, like eventually has to kind of decide so it gives you some very very obvious explanation of what's going on uh an expositional dialogue by a person that's like oh the newscaster (laughs) you know the news the news is like uh reports are out that pools are murdering people or something (laughs) like that where it's like okay that's pretty heavy-handed and so there's two of those in this movie the first one comes and it's the pool cleaner and he's like weirdly philosophical (laughs) about the pool um they find out that it's like fed by a spring water or whatever but he like says has this expositional dialogue where he's like we're born out of the water and some part of our reptilian brain says we shouldn't go back but and then he just goes on and then whatever Mm -hmm. but it's like okay it's trying to conjure up some kind of you know deep um understanding or like reptilian brain kind of thing about water which is like interesting sure but it never delivers on that premise no it leans much harder into the other one which is some water is magic yeah yeah some water is magic and the the elderly um japanese lady is says that and um you know sites like wishing wells um, you know, you throw a coin in the water and make a wish, and, you know, sometimes it comes true. Um, I don't know about you guys. Never came true for me. That's how I'll I tell got you what's show, not actually. magic. Yeah, what's not magic is mall fountains. No. Never, never got a wish granted by mall fountain water. That's not natural water. That's, like, piss and... <laughs> kid throw up and some lemonade from pretzel maker like <laughs> that's, actually that's not all <laughs> all my wishes have come true i have everything mm. i could ever want so well that's because Aww. you're a cisgendered white male i know <laughs> like the, that's what i wished for was to be a white man <laughs> and i got it oh, yeah turns out everything went well for me too it was easy <laughs> well, actually life is really easy guys uh-oh. Sydney, you fell into the water. Help! <laughs> oh, no! She's gone. What happened? What happened? Why would it focus? There you go. Just stay right there. Okay, perfect. That's I, think it, I think it focused on my hand. Um, oh, but okay. I, I did want to say that the pool guy, um, I think he was, like, 
I feel like he was advertised to be more a bigger part in this movie, but also he is um, in this show called High Maintenance. He is the main character in that show, and it's a very good show. It's very sweet, hmm. um, and yeah, he's a he's a weed dealer, and he goes around oh. and deals weed to all different types of people in New York City. Um, like before, weed was like uh, legal in New York, and it's like about different people every single episode. Like the people he sells weed to. Oh. It's pretty good. Cool. Just wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that character could have been better if they had like had him coming back and like doing like he, more of like a comic relief type character. He kind of reminded me of like the the guy from Best Buy in Nope who yeah. kind of just like periodically comes to help out and say some weird stuff and be kind of funny. I think that like that's kind of how they set him up to be at the beginning and then he just never comes back. Maybe there were scenes that were cut or something because I think it would have been nice if he came back when like, because um, I feel like the black water thing coming out of the drain that happens again and like, um, you know, I don't know, the light thing, maybe the pool light thing, he could have came back, but no, they just said. That deep water, that dark water. Dark water <laughs> keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, there is definitely some choices that they could have made with this to make it a little more entertaining. Um, yeah, putting in a little bit more of the comic relief, you know, with the pool tech. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, just have the pool tech come back a couple times. He was like an interesting character. And gosh, they needed to do a do more with the relationship with the son, like that. They just kind of went halfway with that, and they could have, they should have just like gone exploitational with it, you know. I mean, this premise sounds better as like a, you know, a B movie, yeah. you know, treatment, like mm-hmm. Piranha or something. Would have been or a lot. Like, there's a there's a uh, horror movie called Death Slide. I think. Have you have you heard of Death Slide? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> um. There's one fan who just loves Death Slide who's like, oh my gosh, he's talking about my favorite movie. Is it called Death Slide? We're here for you, man. Wherever you are. Um, Aqua Slash. That's what it's called. Oh. Aqua Slash. So it's a, little, it's a, a, it's a movie about a water park slide, like one of those tube slides. Um, but it has like a razor blade X at the bottom and just oh, like yeah. slices it quarters people whoever goes down it which is like a hilarious premise but you you think like well surely that can't happen more than once or twice it's like no they made a whole movie about that and apparently it's kind of hilarious that sounds so like they should entertaining yeah they should have done again should have done haunted by the ghost of marco polo and just been kind of a slasher movie and have like comic relief pool tech come out and like uh, treat it more like a arachnophobia kind of thing yeah Mm -hmm. they could have got silly with it and it would have made the movie a lot better because like i feel like there's just like we're definitely getting into details but like there is really not that much to talk about with this movie like there really isn't like i feel like like i don't know and you're right. They should have done more with the son. Um, they focused on the daughter a lot. And you, Bryce, you said it. They don't. They don't do the the baseball thing with her. You don't really know that she 
is good at baseball because she's like, I'm trying out for swimming. They focus on her at school, getting a boyfriend, just to set up that she's going to like invite the boy over, which I don't think they needed to set that up. She could have just invited a guy over when her parents went out and we would have all understood. Like, right. there didn't need to be all these extra scenes and like, I don't know. I felt like in like the big thing that happens is the pool party when you realize like the dad is like getting possessed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that even went on for too long because then finally the realtor tells the it's like, okay, that was like supposed to be like the climax of the movie or whatever. And it was just like, I was like, all right, when is this over? Like, when is yeah. this over? Like, yeah, I mean the other way what what they're trying to do kind of was like be more of an A24 film where it's like no, this is a deep premise that like gets into archetypes or or whatever and like is symbolic of something, but there's nothing there for that. Like there's some imagery that that is kind of compelling like when they're kind of sucked down into the, into the glass shark you know, into the bad deep water when sucked down, down into the water. glass shark <laughs> yeah, when they're sucked down into the deep water um like there's some cool like kind of liminal space horror where they're looking up and like the top of the pool is like a mile away it's to a the way surface kind of thing and when um the mother's trying to save the son at the end and it's revealed that they're like actually swimming upside down kind of thing that was really cool um, like that was that, really cool. Yeah, that stuff is cool, and like the concept of bad deep water, that dark water. You, there's something there. Like you could do something psychological there, and like even the the premise of you know, you know wishing well or kind of like a, a monkey's paw type thing. It could be compelling, but it's just not they just don't flesh it out enough to to like or they don't pace it enough to really sell it mm-hmm. um which is unfortunate um, i think well, you're right don't... i think the pacing was a big issue it was a big big issue i also felt like they didn't do enough to connect the ideas that they had like if right. one idea is the father trying to choose fame or time with his family and it like goes back and forth with him you know trying to figure that out i feel like that's a good premise of a movie right but um also there's a magic well and it's like uh, this infinite deep water that has nothing to do with really anything i don't know it it just didn't i I mean they could have they could have done like the um the what's it called the fount of youth kind of thing Mm -hmm. where it's like oh you can connect the the search for the fount of youth i mean was it in florida where were they i can't remember what yeah, the setting is to, oh in the movie the yeah, fount the of movie. youth is supposed to be in florida um they were yeah. in the they said the twin cities at the beginning oh okay oh, i mean they could have like connected it to a location like oh it's actually the pool is fed by the um legendary fountain of youth and they could have like explored that and it's like yeah, I mean, there's any number of angles they could have gone, but they tried to do all of them, and it just falls flat. And the characterization, like, they don't commit to that either. They're just kind of blah, all the characters. Um, yeah, again, the mom, 
was probably the most convincing performance but i mean that's like a super generic like worried mom character yeah mm-hmm. you know um and so also I, with the with the fountain of youth thing like yeah they number one the water is just called the deep water um that's the mm-hmm. lore of it is that it's called the deep water and it grants your wishes but it requires a sacrifice that's it right period and then like i also thought that the beginning I think it set it up really well and I think if they focused on that family where the little girl died and they mm-hmm. flash forward to present day and like focused on the son and the mom's like relationship and her being like still possessed by the um water demon or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it is I think that would have been cool. I think that would have been cool. Um cooler than just like throwing in another family and then having the little girl's stuff like not come back for a while and it didn't it like it just didn't end up really mattering like i guess it showed the mom what was going on when she went to go visit the you know the little girl's mom but yeah and then it also doesn't ever give a reason for like why that dark water is staying in the people like it doesn't like is it trying to infect people is it trying to like take the the dark water to other places i i I mean it's like it literally the only reason for that is so you can show them have like black tears and have it be a spooky image yeah and it's like okay whatever There, there was one scene that was kind of effective for me it um was when so basically he's using the pool and he slowly starts getting his strength back and realizing Uh that he doesn't feel sick anymore and early on in the movie it shows him watching a tape of like an old family video and it's Uh like a sweet moment on like Christmas or something Uh and um, later on he's like training to get back Uh into baseball and it shows a tape playing of him like talking about his training and like swinging a bat and stuff and then it like kind of skips and shows that he's taping over his family video that that just made me sad and like it was effective because i was like oh that is so heartbreaking and the sun caught it too that's how Mm -hmm. like it was set up was that the sun was watching the tape and then saw (laughs) that they recorded over the family video and also these stupid tapes he was making they were so boring He was not convincing at all. He's like some scrawny fucking dude. And he's like, I'm going to train for baseball right now. (laughs) It wasn't even him training. It was him talking about the training that he was going to do. Right. (laughs) He was talking about like, I'm feeling much better now. (laughs) It's not even like a display of him like knocking the balls out of the park or like throwing a fastball. Throwing and catching or anything. Like it's nothing impressive. It's just like, hey guys feel real good i think it could bring a lot to your organization <laughs> but he's just standing out in a field you know it's like you could have done that at a desk if that's all you're gonna do yeah um so yeah there's there's that i think the big like um kind of tentpole scenes were yeah the the <clears throat> uh, pre pro prologue with the girl dying um like there's a couple with the the son and daughter were like they each get exposed in like almost the exact same way but the the big scene is in the pool with the neighborhood party and um ray almost drowns this other kid which is kind of alluded to like 
a surrogate son. He's like, oh, this guy's this kid's good at baseball. I'm gonna love him mm-hmm. and shower all this love on this kid, this random stranger that I don't on my own son. Um, and then he like the pool is trying to get him to drown the kid. I guess that was kind of cool. I guess um, that could have been. You know, again, it's it, it's the problem of all the surrounding material. Some of the scenes were pretty good, but it just didn't feel like it. any of it mattered. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is an arbitrary scene where he's being, like, forced to drown this kid. I'll tell you what, though. That does show uh, a little bit of a fear of mine is I, if I'm in a pool, <laughs> I'm not trusting a single soul. Like, no. uh-huh. I'm not getting on anyone's shoulders. I'm not letting anyone touch me because... <laughs> You could drown me, and I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah. There's there's one thing about the... Um, the Glass Shark love fat kids. That's one <laughs> thing about Glass Shark you gotta know. Like, the the one thing about my uh, growing up is... I I realized I never really had a fear of water. Like, I, I never, like, had that fear of drowning because... As a fat kid, you're very buoyant. <laughs> like, like having I, it was never a problem swimming. Like it was a problem diving. Like mm. getting, like swimming underneath the water. That was hard for me because I'm just naturally like a buoy in in the water. Um, <laughs> I feel like I would just uh, sink immediately. Like if my friends were like playing like a dunking game. Uh, and uh-huh. they would just hold Ugh. my head underwater for way too long. Like oh my that, God. I just—it's mm-hmm. not. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. Also, I can't hold my breath for very long. I don't know why, but my really? friends growing up, like I had a pool growing up. My my parents have a pool, and so we would swim all the time. And my friends could hold their breath for like longer than a minute, almost going on two minutes. And as we're kids, I'm like twenty seconds, and I need to come up. Really, that's. That's insane. Is that still true? Can you not hold your breath very long? Yeah, not really. Out of water? Okay, let's, I can, let's Out of some, water, I can hold my breath. In water, I can't really hold my breath. I don't Maybe know why. Maybe it's just like the panicky thing of knowing that there's no mm. air around you. It could like, be. Yeah, because if you can hold your breath like without a pool, then you're... Maybe he just thinks he can hold his breath a lot out of water, but he's actually <laughs> slowly breathing. He's like, he's cheating it. Should we see who can hold their breath the longest right now? Yeah, this is going to be super compelling pod. Okay. Um, I'll do a three, two, one. We'll see who can hold their breath the longest, okay? Uh, well, three, two, one, and then inhale. Okay. And then hold breath, because well, I need to it's not going to be me, because I smoke, so... <laughs> well, we'll see. You never know. Okay. I gotta hyperventilate. Okay. Three, two, one. Glass shark, glass shark. Glass shark, glass shark. Bad deep water, dead shark. Dang it. You're making me laugh while I'm trying to hold my breath. Glass shark love fat kids. That's one thing about glass shark you gotta know. I think I got six seconds. They're still going. The thing is that I want to be dominated. That's the thing okay, that y'all okay, are missing, is that I, I want to be I slapped lost. around and choked and, and stabbed. <laughs> so that Seriously? was super unfair. Fuck. 
Yeah, I could have I could have gone for like another two minutes. You were making us laugh. I was laughing, so I lost a lot of breath. Yeah, there. sure. Yeah, you were laughing. Okay. Yeah. Nice excuse. Listen, I, I want to pass am, on the pod, guys. <laughs> I am the breath champ. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm the hold, holding breath champ of Snaps. horror movie talk. All right. Um, I hope you guys all you liked know, that how is, we held that our is breath. One, is that, yeah, is that something that you guys do? Like, this is... It's like whenever I go through a tunnel, I got to hold my breath. But also, the other compulsive thing I do is if there is a movie where the character needs to hold their breath i try to hold my breath as long as the character in that movie mm-hmm. which have would you ever have been done impossible that in this movie because they were under there <clears throat> for like four or five minutes sometimes i know like right. when the the mom went to go get the son i mean he was obviously passed out but she was that was a solid five minutes she was underwater swimming well, she had the hose though she'd breathe through the hose she took one breath from it though because it, it didn't go deep bit. enough yeah, that's yeah. Well, the hose breathing was um, a good idea, though. You know, Tom Cruise held his breath for six and a half minutes in one of the Mission Impossible movies. What the fuck? It's because his Is theta count was high. I know he's 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 not. He's a zerg or whatever he, it's called. <laughs> what what do they call it in Scientology? I don't remember. Um, no, but I do z- know what you're saying. Z- what is it called? <laughs> a xenon? What is? It? Sure. Uh, I, Neon? I don't know who knows I do know um, what you're saying with the holding breath thing because when there's a movie where people are taking a picture and they go smile I'll literally be like <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like funny. on my couch and I'm like did anyone okay I'm, I'm alone no one's me fucking do that um, but no whenever there's a movie where they're like have to swim under like something and hold their breath like it's a compulsive thing with me like i've got to try to see if i can hold my breath it actually you know i highly suggest it because it makes it much more engaging because you're that like is, oh shit it's like a 4d experience suck. yeah because if you're just sitting there just watching you're like huh that's kind of long but if you're like actively like panicking with them and you're, you're like, like holy shit they're actually swimming yeah, but and then moving. the problem that must is be so much harder if i lose and i have to take a breath then i know i would for sure die in this scene and then that's i'm true. just sad that's scared right that's very scary i want to be but... the hero in my own story <laughs> have either of you seen would you rather have you done yeah have we done that yeah or... we i think we did a live stream of would you rather okay. i don't think we ever covered it because there's like a a thing where they have to hold i think sasha gray underwater for spoilers for mm. would you rather for like it's like three minutes did you hold your breath the whole time <laughs> three I'd, I'd have to check i i think push comes to shove i could probably hold my breath for three minutes that's so long wow. i know i mean i can get i'm pretty sure i'm pretty confident about two minutes i don't know it's easy you just don't breathe like guys just vote, like, vote down below y- if you think bryce can do it <laughs> you know just uh that part in your head that says like you need to die or you need to breathe or else you're going to die and like everything's in your body is telling you to breathe just like just don't listen to that part just keep holding your breath that's great it's easy that's awesome and then you know that's pass really good right advice here. thank you so yeah. much i love it like you know <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm like uh, David Blaine, but kind of like David Blaine. Yeah, didn't he hold his breath for like 17 minutes? Yeah, he did something with it. Like, I I love how, like, 
he's just running out of things. He's like, just hold my breath really long and thousands of people will watch me. It's like, everyone's like, okay. But and also, he keeps failing on all of them too. That's the <laughs> that's the great part. He's like, I'm going to lock myself in an ice locker for a month. And he's like, gets through like 18 days. And is like, yeah, I'm too cold. <laughs> oh man, he was so close. <laughs> Same thing with... I think there's a couple of those that he just failed at, which is funny. Have you guys seen Nathan for You? Yes. Mm-hmm. I love the Nathan The episode Dealer. where he handcuffs himself and the robot's yes. going to take off his pants and expose <laughs> him to children. Kids. Yes. That's <laughs> one of the best. Yeah. That is so good. He's insane. I love him so much. I love that so much. <laughs> the new show, The Curse, that he's doing is uh-huh. really good. Um, I haven't I know, seen like, The Curse... I think about like six people in the entire universe are watching it, but um, me and my boyfriend are two of those people. And it's... Well, the rehearsal you, like, was great. The rehearsal's awesome. Um, this one is scripted, and like, mm. so it's a little different. But seeing Nathan Fielder actually like play a different person that's like not supposed to be a personality of him, it's very... It's like honestly scary at how cringy it is. Like it makes you want to crawl uh-huh. inside your body, like and just never, never see the light of day again. It's really good. It's really good. I like. Yeah, it. I I got a, several episodes into the rehearsal, and it's this weird thing where it's like, this show is made for me. Like, I can appreciate this on so many levels that is like really funny to me. But also, it also kind of feels like work Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of, like, meta stuff and a lot of, like, it's like watching a, you know, one of the worst Christopher Nolan movies, like watching Tenet. You're like, this feels... (laughs) Yeah. Well, the rehearsal... Kind of like a chore to... It's really slow. It's very, like, deadpan, so the jokes aren't, like, played up at all. Right. And so you kind of have to engage your frontal lobe to really feel it. I yeah, so I never Tenet. finished the rehearsal. I loved yeah. it. It was I thought it was really good. Um I thought it was I, didn't get I don't it. know. I love Robert Pattinson and I think I think the second time I watched it I understood it less. Which makes yeah, no see, sense. Yeah, see the thing is like with me w- watching Tenet, we're going off track, but like watching <laughs> Tenet, I was like I could pick out the things that didn't make sense and make it like immediately break down the entire concept i'm like okay fair wait a minute like in the first scene when they're like oh there's these bullet holes here like oh these bullet holes are gonna happen in the future you're like wait a minute how can how can that work like just trying to think about like how it would work like instead of with like memento or something where you can actually break it down like oh that's what's happening like with tenant it's like no but that doesn't actually work because it was reversed. you know if there's any kind of determinism if there's any actual concept of cause and effect you can't have the thing happen that hasn't been caused yet kind of thing i i can't that's remember. the whole it's, point of the movie bryce yeah <sighs> that's like literally the movie you just have yeah. to buy into it you just don't yeah get exactly it. <laughs> i mean i didn't get it for sure anyways let's get back yeah. to the pool movie uh, yeah, the much more let's interesting. Talk about the night swam. <laughs> that's that's the other thing that throughout the entire movie, I was thinking of Bob Seger's night moves. Oh, great song! Like, I almost did a 
uh, a karaoke version of of Night Moose um, with Night Swim lyrics. Oh, that would have been a great hit by YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Um. Yeah. Where so, are we? Where are we? Oh, you know. There's lots of arms reaching into things in this movie. That's like pretty much one of the only things you can do with a just a cube of water. It's like, well, there's nothing you can really do in the water unless you get a glass shark. Um, <laughs> you've got to like reach into the holes in the uh, in the pool. Okay, here's the one thing that they didn't do that they should have done. You other than a pool without a gate. What is the scariest thing about a pool? Foot fungus. It's the intake. <laughs> There's like Foot the fungus. vents at the bottom that like oh, the sucks down the water. Like Final Destination 6 or something, right? Yeah, there's it's using Final Destination, I think. Um Chuck Palahniuk, um the author of Fight Club, he has a book called Haunt the haunted or haunted it's a like a collection of short stories and the only one really worth reading is oh what's it called i'll gotta look gotta look it up i think it's the i think it's the first story um haunted there's a story called guts okay um apropos so so there's the story of a kid um let's see it's about uh masturbation gone awry and so he been there goes and he like masturbates (laughs) while sitting on that intake thing because yeah. it feels good. Um, except he, he like, creates a seal oh, shut around up. it. Oh, shut up. And, um, and his bowels it, come out? It prolapses his entire Stop bowels it. into, Stop. like, a tail. Stop. Stop. <laughs> no. No. I mean. I don't like that. I do not that, like that. That is a horror movie. <laughs> If that, that happens, that ten out of ten movie. That sentence is scarier than the entirety of this movie and a couple other movies, probably. Yeah, that's the word disgusting. prolapse yeah. is nightmare fuel. Yes, prolapse. You know, it's. I mean, for you, for me, it's my favorite type of porn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, like gross. you haven't watched prolapse porn. Sure, Bryce, we're on different wavelengths right now. You're somewhere else. Oh Dad, stop listening. My parents, uh, you didn't hear that. You're not uh-huh. listening to this podcast yeah, anymore. Yeah, this is why I can't even tell my parents what the show is called. <laughs> my dad, my dad's telling everyone, which, uh, thank you, Dad, I appreciate it. I'm glad that you're proud of me, um, and I'm proud of myself. But um, Why is yeah. Sydney on that podcast with that disgusting, creepy old man? I already told them I was like, it's going to get a little raunchy when you listen to it so like just be warned that it's not like we're not listening to like the new york times podcast okay it's not it's not that it's not 
<laughs> we're having fun, okay? We're, we're talking about prolapse. We're having fun. <laughs> Welcome back to the daily. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there's there's like some stuff that you that they could have done with like pool mechanics that they just didn't bother with. But yeah, I mean, that was like in the back of my head was like, yeah, they really. Someone can get prolapsed in that. That's thing? for sure impossible, though. There's no way a pool could prolapse you like that, dude. It can. If there was it a has seal, to people, it has people have happened gotten... to people. What no stories are you reading? Like a regular <laughs> thing that happens is getting a seal on that thing, and you can't loose yourself. It's what? Be yeah, have you ever put your hand suction. up to like the the jets or something? Like it goes like, yeah. yeah there's there's a there's a grip there. Wait, the jets can prolapse me? <laughs> I mean, if you... Okay. If you... Make a list of you all the things that can it. prolapse me, and You'll avoid that's going to be my new ultimate fear list. Um, but yeah, yeah, so like, I, it might actually... Yeah, suction entrapment. It's a whole thing. Pool suction drain injury. Final so Destination is a lie, man. Can you come back from that? Can you get surgery to fix that? Or are you just... No. Oh, the prolapse? Well, I think in the story, like, they just had to kind of do a bite. He had to, like... Just push it back to, in? T- well, no, they had to, like, remove most of his intestines and... <sighs> okay. Attach it. Which is basically just a, uh... What's it called? A, um... Uh... Um, lap band surgery gas- Like a gastric bypass surgery. Like I, I've had an uncle and aunt get gastric gastric bypass, which is like kind of the old style before they've had all these other options. But yeah, it's horrifying when you see what it actually is. I'm it's thinking like, about my colon too much. We got to stop. This is making so me feel weird. What you do is you take, you know, where your stomach is. Okay. And then <laughs> it goes out of your stomach, and there's all these intestines, like Daniel Plainview with a straw. It's like all the way here like well you just cut it off at the bottom of the stomach and then just like Ooh. kind of attach your rectum to it Stop and then it just sp- spills out i'm feeling and good digest all your food yeah all right so um cool um <laughs> so that doesn't happen in this movie has nothing to do with this so movie. okay here here in, in wikipedia a standard eight inch uh oh my main God. drain can, Stop. can develop up to 350 pounds of force oh. which could hold a person underwater in a tight grip until the suction is released this can drown and entrap a person despite the rescue efforts of multiple adults ew gross yeah yeah so yeah this does that, not happen anyways all right we got to get through this fucking review um so yeah that that neighborhood party i swore that that muscly guy was was doomed i thought he was gonna die yeah they put a lot of focus on on steroid shrek as ray whatever calls him which was kind of funny yeah and instead they just kind of like oh the dad's gonna try to drown a kid and i guess the premise that they're going with which was like the wishing well like someone has to it's like the monkey's paw concept of like you can get your wish but something bad is going to happen um to accomplish it it kind of cuts it off because that means there can only be one person that really dies Mm -hmm. you know everything else is just kind of menacing um yeah and the logic there doesn't really make sense because in the 
the first family, or not the first family, but the family in the beginning, the mom was the one that um, had the pool's power, and uh -huh. the little girl died, and in turn, the son got better. But the son was not the one that was, like, possessed by the pool. But in this in this family, the dad's the one that has MS, and he wants to be healed, so he gets possessed by the pool and wants the son to be sacrificed. So, like, I don't understand how you can, like, yeah, well, pass think... your gift on to someone else. Like, does that... I guess that, I, I that was the, the mom's biggest desire for the son to get better. Right. All right. Yeah, I think that it was the wishing well thing where it's like, what your wish is. Which is unfortunate. Like, what if you're what if you're just sitting there when the pool picked you and you're like, man, I could really go for some ice cream right now. And then you have to sacrifice <laughs> you your someone. firstborn and all of a sudden, like, a, a double scoop comes in a cone. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's... Well, at least this is nice. Sounds good. Um, yeah. The the last half of this movie and the last like act is where the wa the writing truly becomes terrible. Like um, people were laughing <laughs> in my theater. Like yeah, there laughing. there was like <laughs> like probably one of the m most mid like some of the some of the uh, kind of like eye rolling lines were after the guy almost drowns the other guy's son. He's like. Don't come near our family again. Okay. Um, like, there could have been some interesting ways to go with that interaction. Yeah. Um, but just outright stating it is the least interesting. Well, also, um, the excuse of, I have MS, I had an episode, like, my muscles all clenched up, that's what happened. It's a pretty good excuse, actually. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the other one was just, like, at some point, the the mom I think is the one that says it just screams out like there's something wrong with the pool like, <laughs> I mean there's a couple times where it's like okay you're just saying this for a trailer like this has to be a line that you're writing specifically to put in a trailer there's something insidious about this pool <laughs> and also um, the, the the thing where you dive down in the pool and then the pool's like a mile away or whatever. Um, it reminded me of the further from Insidious and it also reminded me uh -huh. of um, the sunken place in Get Out. So right. this movie borrowed yeah. so borrowed or stolen a lot from other movies. Like It, The Shining. It's like, okay, now Get Out. Okay, now Insidious. And then it's like... Needful things. Poltergeist. <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah. a lot like Poltergeist too. It's just like... Mm -hmm. They tried to do this like new concept where the pool that kills you, um, but is that really new? Not really, because pools kill you in yeah. real life, um, right? And it kills you in the same way, besides the the dragging you down. But in the ocean, yeah. the tide can drag you. So it's like, all right, man, we get it. You can die in water. It makes it sense. It kills you via prolapse in real life. Yes, exactly. And then when we get into, like, when the sun's down there and, like, um, there's all, like, the ghosts of the people. Like, the mom does some research. She finds out that a bunch of people have died there for year, hundreds of years. And um, so we see when the son gets dragged down, the mom goes to save him. Um, we see all those the ghosts of those people and they're trying to drag her down. Um, but then there's like two monsters in there too, which were hilarious. Like that, that yeah, they didn't look like, right. guy with the bulging eyes. Like I was like, all right, we could have 
Like, I know this is CGI, but Practical would have looked a lot better here. Like, it was laughable um, the you, way that you those... Know what? It, it, yeah, I don't know. I've always just wondered why movies spend so much money and so much time trying to create these goofy-looking monsters that don't <laughs> look scary when you could just throw an old man in a pool and I would have been scared. Like, right. Just yeah. a creepy yeah, old I mean, dude. The, Take a note the from creature the design in this was basic. Yeah, the creature design in this movie was basically old Greg. Um, <laughs> Bailey's mm, <laughs> creamy. <laughs> um, do you know what we're talking about, Max? No. <gasps> no. You never seen old Greg? Oh man! Are you playing them love games? It's it's like an old British um, skit. Um, it's like an underwater guy. Let me see if I can find a short one. It's pretty funny. Here we go. <laughs> I've got something. I've got something. Come to Papa Moon. That's it. Come on. This is oh. <laughs> Who are you? I'm old Greg. Pleased to meet you. What do you want? Maybe I should ask you the same question. What you doing in my waters? Just taking the air, you know. Not fishing. But then how come this hook's in my head, fool? It's nothing to do with me, sir. It's attached to your rod, mother lecker. Don't kill me. I've got so much to give. Easy now, fuzzy little man Peach. Hmm? <laughs> You ever drunk Baileys from a shoe? <laughs> what? You wanna come to a club where people wee on each other? No. I'm gonna hurt you. Excuse me? I like you. What do you think of me? I don't rightly know, sir. Make an assessment. I think you're a nice, modern gentleman. Don't lie to me, boy. I'm not lying. I know what you're thinking. Here comes old Greg. He's a scaly manfish. You don't know me. You don't know what I got. I got something to show you. You know what that is? I saw Greg's vagina. I got a mangina. I'm all Greg. Okay, that actually scared me more than anything in this movie. <laughs> See? It's a lot better. Yeah. So, w was there any line in this movie that made you laugh? Like, was there anything? Because there is one where I just... Like the third act, there was there was several parts where I was like, "Is this a joke? Like, is there kind of like a meta joke that I'm missing?" Same with like Get Out. When I watched the trailer for Get Out, I was like, "That's hilarious because it's kind of a meta joke about the black experience and like how scary white people are to them to their like safety." Um, and with this movie, I was like, "Is there something I'm missing?" Because this feels so bad that it almost is a commentary on horror but maybe i'm just not getting it um i don't know i think but it was... never delivers on it and I'll, and I'll say like the one line that just like was too far for me where i just started busting up laughing in the theater i don't think anyone else laughed in the theater but <laughs> it's when the the dad is menacing his daughter and doing Marco Polo throughout mm -hmm. the house. And, the 
it's like if you're gonna write a sketch about like a scary marco polo killer um his head pops in a frame and says you're supposed to say polo yep <laughs> that was <laughs> like, the, that was what oh i was God. gonna say too that one is yeah it, and and like i think max you said it earlier his acting gets worse it as does. he gets more possessed it is so bad but yeah. it was funny because he's in an episode of Black Mirror called Playtest. And mm -hmm. um, that's a horror episode, like a really scary episode of Black Mirror. I don't know if you've seen it, but I I thought he was great in that. So I was surprised to see him here and him be a pretty shitty actor and very unconvincing in everything that he did. Well, he didn't look like he was trying very hard. No. Like the in the ending scene, can we, can we kind of skip to the ending scene for a second? Sure, yeah. Okay, so um, the mom dives in and saves the son, right? So she pulls mm -hmm. him up, and he is probably dead. He's drowned. Uh, he, he, The dad comes out of the room from just, like, beating the daughter and, like, chokes the wife. And then he has this, like, beautiful moment where he becomes unpossessed. Um, After the daughter fucking beats the shit out of him with yeah. the baseball bat. <laughs> and the first thing he says... When he's unpossessed, he looks at his son and he goes, is he okay? And, like, that's about the level of acting that he said it. It was like, dude, you he just drowned and you just choked your wife and beat your daughter. And you just right. wake up and say, is he okay? That was the biggest laugh in my theater. Because the way that he said it was like, is he okay? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was like, what? Yeah, um, I mean, it's that's the thing. is like That's why I place a lot of the blame about the character on him because there's certain ways you could act and carry yourself as like a professional athlete and like your priorities and like your vanity around athletics and stuff that he just wasn't bringing to it. Like he wasn't believable as like a jock, mm -hmm. you know? Um, um, and you know, whatever i mean he's i've seen him in other stuff and like i was trying to put my finger on where i'd seen him um he was like the main character in overlord i think um but also he starred in um the miniseries under the banner of heaven did you watch that by any chance of course Max? i watched that of course <laughs> i'm deep into the lds lore yeah um and he did pretty good in that yeah Again, i didn't have like, problems with him in that yeah he was he was like kind of not necessarily a cult leader but kind of like a care the charismatic uh leader son mm -hmm. of this kind of fringe yeah andrew LDS garfield family. is in that and he is great i love andrew garfield um if if you don't know anything about mormons i wouldn't start there but <laughs> it's true it's true it, it got a little dramatic well, um, and with like some of the portrayal but the it was it was an interesting show like I, it was a really good show it also felt like the the directors didn't really know that much about the culture right. and so they yeah, were the other thing. like everyone instead of saying god the whole time they only say heavenly father which is just not a thing people do and it gets right. it got a little much but anyways we've talked about a lot of things that aren't pools today so right <laughs> Well, there's not a lot Anyways, to talk he's... about with this movie. We have to talk about other things. Like, it's yeah, like, honestly. I mean, 
Yeah, I think the main thing is, like, Russell Wyatt, he can be good in things, but he was either just phoning it in. If this was the first thing you saw, sorry, Wyatt Russell in, um, you'd be like, oh, another Nepo baby. I guess that's the only way he got that job. But he's he's been good before, but in this it was just like... I think the script Pretty just bad. like sometimes with horror movies, writers think they can lack on the script. Um, and mm-hmm. you can lack with the writing if you make the scares or the premise really fucking punchy. Because like this is, this movie is not. The writing lacks and like the scares are not good. And like, so it's yeah, just, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of it also might be the direction. Um, true, Well, true. it was written... The director, Bryce McGuire, um, he was also one of the writers on it. And I guess this is a adaptation of uh, a previous short um, that he that he did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it does feel kind of like this, this amount of fleshing out and this amount of, like, um, thought would work in a short mm-hmm. but they didn't like come up with a com- compelling way to expand it so i i think this is his first like feature length film which is not terrible i mean it's it's a decent like first shot um but not you know it's not a you know a huge win for him mm-hmm. um for it being your freshman movie but yeah i mean there's a lot of things going against it in terms of writing and directing and acting that yeah you know it, it's actually it's pretty okay for for all the things going against it <laughs> well i guess let's just give away the ending here um the the pool needs one sacrifice for for someone to be healed and the son is you know pretty much dead he just got drowned he seems to be alive but he's not doing well um and the father decides to step into the pool and uh, sacrifice himself for his son, which is fine. Um, the line he says doesn't didn't really make sense to me. It didn't really like feel like it tied into anything. He look he looks at them and says, "Don't look back," and then he just walks into the water. And I was like, "Is that like a reference to something that happened in the movie?" Yeah. It didn't really feel like it was. His wife said that to him in the beginning when oh. he was like at the hospital and the things were getting worse and she was like he was like I'm never going to play baseball again and she was like don't look back okay look forward yeah. Well I'm glad you're here Sydney because you pay attention to these movies a lot more than I do <laughs> I am blocked I mean it should have yeah I mean they should have just you know all survived and filled in the pool like they did in the end anyway it's like Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it doesn't it doesn't have the impact like it doesn't feel like there needed to be a sacrifice you know um it could have been just like okay we were tempted but we resisted the temptation and we win in the end but it's trying to make it like a bittersweet dramatic ending to try to redeem how lame of a movie it is mm. up to that point but it just it doesn't land no um, so who who would you recommend this movie to? Probably kids or teenagers. Yeah, mm-hmm. teenagers. I mean, it's a PG thirteen movie. Teenagers. That's kind of what it was geared towards. Yeah, not kids. I guess I yeah. it's, it's probably too dark for kids, but like teenagers for sure. Yeah, I would just go. You know, 
if you haven't seen a lot of horror movies <laughs> and want to see a bunch at once uh watch night swim yeah i agree I it's not not a strong recommendation for me definitely one you can wait until it's streaming 100 percent. don't Agreed. waste your money kids Unless you want to disrupt an entire movie theater and yell and go on Snapchat the whole time, (laughs) then you can fucking go see this movie and I'll yell at you. I'll go to every Mm -hmm. single showing of this. Just walk in and yell at you. Watch out, tweens and teens. Sydney doesn't like you. snapping your chats, kids. That's what I say. (laughs) I'm young, I'm cool, and I am hip. I fully have a Snapchat. Like, it's not like I don't. I just... don't. Oh, oh. Well, see, you're you're older than I know. me. I think we're actually the same age, but yeah. I'm not 25 <laughs> yet. In a month, I will be. I turn 25 <laughs> in like two weeks. Oh, oh my God, we are the same. Wow, you are exact same age. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whatever. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to um, a segment about. AI horror movie talk theme songs. I'm excited. And so I was kind of inspired on the Afterpod. We listened to a couple songs that my friend had made with this uh, AI app. And uh, I was like, huh, I wonder if you could just make song clips for like podcast intros. And um, it didn't do a terrible job. The first one that I kind of liked was. Um, I made a hoodie Picasso song. I don't know if you're a real old listener of horror movie talk, you can get that reference. Um, but here's just an example of what you can get. I just told it to do a screamo version of, let's see, screamo song about the masked vigilante named hoodie Picasso. <laughs> Let's see if I can get this display. For some reason, the uh, like you can't see the the lyrics. I got to highlight them for you to see them. But here's Hoodie Picasso. Intense screamo aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a okay, so I've got a lot I've got a lot of different uh genres represented for a horror movie talk theme song. Do we have any requests? All right. First of all. Give me something poppy. You got a genre. Something poppy? Um okay, let me see if I got a pop one. Okay. Uh, yeah, pop. Here we go. Movie Madness. Movie Madness. 
That ending has a good hook. I know it's that, I like that's a that. pretty decent one. It's it's um, more it's that nineties pop, but it's more eighties. I feel like it's it's very funky. It's yeah. too bad the audio is like so. It's like the computer's <laughs> trying Muddled. to sound human, but it's just a little bit off. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some on here where you literally just can't even hear the lyrics. I think I did one. Some of these that are thumbs down, um, just didn't even have lyrics on it i think the the trap one of the trap songs just like didn't you couldn't hear a song on it. it's just so muddled and yeah like it's it's kind of weird with the ai it sounds just by default like it's coming through like a, a speaker underwater mm-hmm. um here's another here's another pop one another pop option Yeah, that one's not as yeah. good. It doesn't actually mention it's a little too slow talk. too. Okay, so, yeah, there's some that like are a complete fail. I tried to do some doo wop ones, and I just don't even think AI understands what doo wop <laughs> is. Um, but here's here's an example of that. Yeah, that's not doo-wop at all. Yeah. I feel like the best ones are the ones that actually, like, say horror movie talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those ones are good. Um, Here, Max, after last week, I think I've got one that you'll really like. El Grito del Terror. Okay, so so Max, can you translate this for us? Um, the 
the show of horror. Why die? No, they. No, I can't. All right, all right. I guess I guess not. Okay. Um, let me try to find ones that kind of the dubstep kind of worked. I did a aggressive. What was this one? Dubstep anthem for horror movie talk podcast. This is. Let's see if this. That's one of my favorites right there. I know. I like how instead of going... Let the bass engulf you, surrender to the fright. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty solid. I like solid. how instead of going super dubstep, it just put the word dubstep in the song. Right. <laughs> yeah, some of them... Because I, I, on all like the more recent ones, I used very similar prompts. So like I just said, you know, genre anthem for horror movie talk podcast and so some of them are like is it an anthem for horror movie talk or an anthem for the genre so it just has to mention both Mm -hmm. um let's see we've got you know what we could do is if if we like any of these um we can kind of fix them up a little bit Mm -hmm. it's true um here's a nightcore one this one's not bad I don't even know what Nightcore is, but... That's my favorite so the best far. Is I like the that. hooks. Like they really nail those hooks. Yeah, some mm-hmm. of, some of the hooks are pretty great. This is another nightcore one. I think I like this one better. Oh come on, play! Don't fail me now. Can't have dead air. Okay, here we go. Too. Yeah, the upbeat ones yeah. are really good. Yeah, the uh, the electronic ones work pretty well. Um, what was the? I think I had. Have you guys seen those videos where they have like SpongeBob characters, but they're singing like the the coolest metalcore song you've ever heard? Oh, I it's love like those. highly produced. They sound better than most bands. <laughs> those are so good. 
Let's see. Um, I think I did a retro synth wave one. Yeah, this one might have worked. Yeah, that's a pretty good... For not saying horror movie talk, saying welcome to the horror, it's movie talking time. That's really good. It's yeah, that's a good pretty line. pretty solid. It reminds I me say. of like an anime intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we've got... What what haven't we listened to? We haven't learned listened to any trap ones or rap ones. So I've got... Out of the rap, I've got trap. got mumble rap. <laughs> I think I had a country rap, country rap, and a. Pretty sure I had a '90s gangster rap one too. Any any requests out of those? Do the gangster rap. Okay, this is horror gangster. What did I say for this one? A theme song for horror movie talk, a horror movie review podcast in the style of '90s gangster rap. Let's see how good this one is. Step into the darkness, it's time for the fright We're the kings of horror, we'll keep you up all night Reviewing scary movies, we ain't afraid of no ghosts Feeling give you the low down on all the ones you love most Midnight chills, it's time to get scared Horror movie talk, we'll leave you prepared Grab some popcorn, turn down the lights We're the podcast that brings the horror to life, yeah That one's really good, unfortunately the quality is kind of low, but Yeah Yeah and this is the other gangster rap one. In the dark of the night, horror comes alive. Welcome to the show where nightmares survive. Horror movie talk, we bring the fear. Reveal when the movies that'll make you shed a tear. Nightmares unleashed, we dive into the deep. Horror movie talk, we don't sleep. Get ready for the thrill, the blood and gore. Sit back, relax, it's time to explore. What's up, You know, bad? honestly... We could do, um, yeah, if we wanted to, like, just use these as raw materials, we could make a synthwave or pop one that uses one of the other, like, uh, lyrics, and then just insert the yeah. rap into it. You could have a rap section. Oh, true. You know, it's not bad, you know. I'm just wondering, like, to get better quality on, like, the vocals, if we'd have to, like, hire someone to sing it. Yeah, probably. I don't think it is anyone here a singer. I mean, um, my roommate's in a band, mm. and you you sing, Mags. <laughs> and yeah, Bryce, Mags, don't sings. you sing? I think there's plenty of singers here, but <laughs> the problem is, can we can we nail the performance that is needed? Oh fuck! I mean, that's true. I could do it. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. We should have it. all I'm our voices sure on it. We it. should be just the ones doing it. Oh, I'm a very bad. You could do singer, the rap part, but sure. Oh, no, you could do the echo, yeah. Sydney. You could do the echoes. Okay, <laughs> that would be fun. 
Sounds good. I'll like stand um, back here. And we could do, we could do a video of it. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Um, you know, that's the other thing I've been thinking about for for the show. It'd be nice to have like an animated intro for, so cool. for a video. <gasps> That'd be fun. Oh my um, god. I my dream was to have um oh what's his name uh, he's that guy that does the weird like skeleton animations and like the on youtube anyways i'll have to we'll we'll figure it on uh, on the afterpod um okay one last one let's pick one or you know here let's do one last one that's prepared and then we can all make one we could use a prompt because it takes like 10 seconds for it to create okay. these, which is amazing. Um, all right, let's do trap. Let's do a horror trap mumble rap. Or should we do horror trap mumble rap or a aggressive trap dark? Let's do aggressive dark. trap dark. That one. <laughs> okay, here we go. That's all right. You know? All right. What what's uh what what's our request? So I think I I think I've got a pretty decent prompt in like the anthem thing. So what do you what do you say? What genre is not represented that you would like to hear? Have we done like a I've got like we could do like a synth wave one? Different ones. Yeah, there's a synth wave. We could I mean I could do it again. It'll create some more. What what do you think, Sydney? Can you say like yes. in the voice of and then do like a horror character? No. Oh. I I don't think it'll let me I tried to do it like in the style of Britney Spears and it just said you can't like actually cite anyone. But let me see. Like spooky pop synthwave anthem for horror movie talk podcast in the voice of yeah freddy krueger how do you spell krueger oh she left again k-r-u is it Uh, that looks right to me but also i don't know let's search it real quick Ooh, pretty u-e-g spelling is not my strong suit yeah. Let's see if it'll let us do it. <sighs> Couldn't generate that. Soon it was for generating original music. Try different lyrics, use genres, and vibe. Yeah, okay. So let's try to do just without in the voice of. See if that does it. Oh, 
Welcome back, Sydney. Okay, it I'm wouldn't let so us do sorry. in the. Vo- it's all right. It wouldn't let us do in the voice of Freddy Krueger. But here's a upbeat synthwave pop called Midnight Shadows. Okay. This one doesn't mention horror movie talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to Nightmares oh. in the Dark. This one also doesn't mention horror movie talk. Not working for what me. So fuck? let's do. I think it might be too many things. Yeah, maybe. Um, Let's just do... Let's see what happens if... We got two tries left. I got 20 credits left. Um, Do we want to try Pop Synthwave again? Yeah, let's just go for it. We'll we'll, uh, we'll see if it... All right. No, it crashed. No! Too many... Uh, Too many. I think as it stands, we have songs. enough material to go off of, though. We do definitely. Um, here we go. Shadows of the night. Yeah, I like that. Strong. Yeah, I'm not, not gonna lie. That was good. All right, screams of the night. That had a pretty good chorus. I really yeah, like it's crazy. that. That's yeah, good. There, it's, there's some pretty decent ones. Uh, what's crazy is like seeing how frequently it recycles um, mm-hmm. lyrics or like Shadows of the Night is a big one I'm, I'm finding. That's All right, let's fine. do one last. Let's do one last one. Let's do 80s pop yes. anthem for horror movie movie talk 
podcast. All right, this, and we'll finish it up. We're going too long. I don't know if this is interesting to anyone, but I love this. It's so fascinating to me how quickly it can create these, and they're mm-hmm. super passable. Like, this is going to take jingle writers out of the biz. Yeah, this one doesn't feel 80s. Not really. Yeah, that one doesn't mention horror movie talk either. Let's see, I does feel this like one? The, the verses yeah. are here, often here, kind here of boring, but the chorus melodies just shine so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. All right, let's see. If, yeah, that one didn't even sound 80s. That was more of like rock. It wasn't pop. Just expecting real synth-heavy stuff. That's the fascinating thing is like it's really good at drums, but awful at like the mm-hmm. rest of the backing track. Like everything else is just so muddled. Well, you know, it's it's things to to think on. But yeah, I think uh I think we might be able to come up with something. Um I mean, I was almost considering just doing one of these every week for Yeah, like we a could just try them out. Just a uh, So what what unannounced. I think would be a good idea is um have fart make the the instrumental based on like one we like. And then he can send it over uh-huh. to us, and I can record vocals super easy on my end. I don't know how easy it would be for you guys, but mm-hmm. no, I could record vocals. Um, yeah, that that might be an option. We'll see. Um, I I might be able to get Aaron to to play some stuff. I mean, I got plenty of equipment to mm-hmm. record some. Well, drums and I can and I can make the the backing track too. Um, and I feel like I'm getting a lot better at doing stuff like that, but I'm not as good as Fart is. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Sydney Ari's gone. Yeah, we've Sydney, lost her about Sydney four quit. times in the she's, she's, process here. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's well time enough to finish up. Thank you so much for joining us this episode was produced by me and edited by probably Max All right. being honest um, and I uh, just want to take a minute just sit right there let me tell you, oh I should probably take this off let me tell you all about some new heroes of ours that joined our Patreon recently um, that would be 
uh, Wes W. upgraded his um, membership, which we appreciate. And I think um, Nathan D. became a member, and we already mentioned Christopher J. I love those um, people. But thank you. Thank you all for uh, joining us on Patreon. Again, we got a ton of content on there. If there and if honestly, if you miss David, there's a lot of David on there that that exists in the past. But we're moving forward. Uh, we'll, we'll record the afterpod right after this. Um, that's only available to our Patreon members. Please, please share the podcast with a friend. We need to grow the podcast. Get those numbers up, and if you can, please leave us a review on Apple podcasts um until next time we'll see y'all this is horror movie talk this is bryce hansen with max and sydney signing out bye Bye. good day sir good day sir He loved the fashion. He had no face! Horror! That deep water, that dark water. Glass Shark loved fat kids. That's one thing about Glass Shark you gotta know.